Welcome to the 51st episode of In The Between. My name is Nadia. And this is Dan. And you can see we've panned out a bit today based on your feedback. Thank you for <laughs> all the feedback for our first video. And today we're going to talk about Halloween. <laughs> so it's, it's going to be Halloween at the end of the week. And we thought, hmm, let's do something about that. Yeah. As you can see, Danny is dressed I'm as like channeling Wednesday Adams. Yeah. I love <laughs> Adam's family. <laughs> yeah. It's really great that Netflix has brought it back. Yeah. I, I, I mean, can't like, believe that children used to watch that. I know. I watched it as a child and I, I thought, I wasn't scared though. I just thought it was really amazing. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's really creative the way that mm. they made something that's meant to be macabre. Yeah. Like into humor, right? Humorous, but also like lovable. Yeah. yeah, I felt like I wanted to be Christina Ricci um, <laughs> because she was like the same size as I was when I watched it and I thought, oh, she's really cool but a bit dark and I'm like, I can relate to that but I think who I really wanted to be was Morticia Adams. Yes, yeah, Angelica she was, Houston. She's just gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, so something that felt, you know, like I could identify with and it's something that was aspirational which is what dress is all about and I think that's also the theme for today's Halloween episode about dressing up Mm -hmm. about um, also how horror has an impact on fashion designers work yeah yeah so maybe we begin with the first part so mm -hmm. when we talk about halloween i mean it's a festival um and it has its roots a lot on the idea of like transition mm -hmm. so from let's say um the harvesting season to like dark winter months so it was a celtic festival and it in America, we always see like the pumpkins, which also it's the idea of this transition of seasons. Right. So there's those ideas and there's also the idea of like um, the ghost coming back mm -hmm. or like that liminal space between life and death. Yeah. And is it that the idea is if you dressed up, then you sort of like... Scared off the ghost. Exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of like a protective um, garment that you put on. Yeah to confuse I guess you know the people who are in the in-between space uh, or the ghosts or whatever you want to call it yeah. um, but I think it has become much more fun as the years went by right so that now yeah. you sort of dress up and it's like an alter ego that you can adopt that one night a year when you can be whoever you want to be through your costume there's some kind of fun element to it but at the same time it still remains a little sinister which I think yeah. is that like that frisson, that frisson, the frisson, frisson <laughs> between pleasure and fear, pleasure and pain. Yeah, like yeah, that. all these strange yeah. things. So, I mean, the idea of like ghosts and horror always, we've kind of explored this in a previous episode mm -hmm. where we looked at um, Asian horror films yeah. and how they dress. Mm -hmm. And I recently also got this book about yokai, which is the um, Japanese ghost and in fact these ghosts and these spirits and demons were not always scary as as we were talking about mm -hmm. they, sometimes they yeah they had this fun element they could be your friends and they just exist in the life yeah that we... that's a really good point you brought up because i i'm just uh, now preparing for my research forum presentation on Toton <laughs> Janua, right and yes. um actually one of the elements that was part of the inspiration of his collection was this um person called Susanna in a horror film okay yeah and it was about how the collection was meant to subvert ideas of you know the women always being you know the antagonist or mm -hmm. you know being somebody that wasn't 
pretty much was the, a bad character, you know, mm-hmm. so either the victim or someone who was stirring up trouble. Um, but I mean, if it was a different narrative, right, if we didn't always look at them preemptively as someone, something that's fearful, I mean, there could be humanity to be discovered after all, you know, yeah. a strength to be discovered in that, or, you know, extenuating circumstances that created the Just way demon, they were. Yeah. yeah. So I quite like the idea that, you know, um, demons or monsters or ghosts um, aren't always what they seem, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think we also came across this um, article about USS, so Universal Studios mm. in Singapore. And every year they do this big Halloween horror nights. Yeah. I think for the last um, seven to ten years at least. Yeah. And that's right. I, I went for one before, before I came, so definitely last seven to ten. <laughs> and I hated it so much. <laughs> well, you're not a huge fan of I'm not a horror fan. Okay, not that it wasn't good. Okay, I think the fact that I didn't like it was because it was so good. Yeah, it's because I was so scared. I remember I went once with the other um LaSalle colleagues as well. Yeah. It was scary. Like I was just like it was scary. so bad. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, I, I just remember that I went through I think we talked about this in, in one of our early episodes, episode five horror. Well we can like refer to our own <laughs> yeah, episodes now. Um but yeah, so it was really scary because you never know what's around the corner, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of horror has to do with like music and silence and yes. texture. Um, it's not, and, and I guess the visual, but the visual is always like a flash or like, oh, what's going to come next? Yeah, and it's that idea of not knowing completely what you what's in front of you, right? Mm-hmm. And like that suddenness. Um, but coming back to the idea of, I guess, costumes for Halloween, because I think that's what gets everyone really excited. Yeah. Why do you think it is that people get so excited to dress up for Halloween? I think some part of it is, well, for the people I know, at least it's this idea of like um, using your creativity to create a look. Mm-hmm. And I have this friend who like, come, like uh, comes up with like funny things that are not necessarily horror related, but she was dressed, for example, as um, a grape, you know, like a bunch of grapes. So she just had like... Um, lots of balloons around her and and she used to live in New York so in New York it was like you go on the underground mm-hmm. and then everyone's in these costumes and everyone just like gives comments to each other on their looks and I think that's quite a fun process right when you're dressed yeah. so over the top that mm-hmm. people can't help but to comment on on your costume yeah and I think this is something to do with how you know then it, it feels as if you're in a film Right, it's like yeah. a very um, costumed environment. It feels like it's not real life. Um, yeah, everyone's playing a character. Yes, and so when you are playing a character and you are meant to literally look at how people are dressed to figure out who they are, yeah, because that's part of the fun. Yeah, then there are all these tropes that get um, that there are all these stereotypes and tropes that come through. Right, like are you a bad guy? Are you a sexy girl? Are you like someone who's monstrous? Um, so it becomes really pared down mm. and it becomes um, quite one-dimensional in a sense, yeah. you know, which I think helps people feel like, oh, there's something really fun about this because for once I have a grip on what's going okay. on yeah. and how to like read others. Reading. Yeah. yeah. So this idea of the masquerade is also really interesting. And I think if we link it back to how we're wearing masks now, I'm, I'm always thinking about how mm. actually that is also um, the idea of um, hiding That's true. behind a mask. I feel like you know, I, I, you can kind of experiment more with how you dress. Um, yeah, but the idea of masquerade and identity um, are really things that you can explore 
um, during Halloween, it's like a carte blanche or like, you know, that just you can be whoever you want to be. Um, and I think it's also a way for people to break out of how they see themselves. That's true. Actually, uh, watching RuPaul's Drag Race, a lot of drag queens talk about their first experience in drag being Halloween mm-hmm. when they like dressed up for fun and then they realise, hey, I actually love <laughs> dressing up as a woman. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like a gateway also, right? Yeah. To kind of like testing out, experimenting with what you kind of feel like you want to go for. Um, but it's a safe space. Yes. Yeah, and I also read that um, while we were reading this book, what was the title? Fashioning Horror, Dressing to Kill. Yes, so this is a really fun book. Um, and I'm just reading um, from a sentence from the book. Um, they talk about how, you know, Halloween is also a time when children confront the terror of supernature. Mm. Um, so it is when they also learn about identity making, right? Like um, kids, when they dress up, they realize, oh, actually I can play a character um, and I can be whomever I want to be. And not everybody is as they seem. So that's yeah. quite a like high level way of understanding identity yeah. in the world. Yeah, and of course they get candy, so that's yeah. also fun. <laughs> but, you know, before that, it's like, a, oh, you know, I like this cartoon character or I like this superhero and I can be this superhero um, and I can really embody that person. I don't know how far it goes, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, sometimes I think when you you dress up as a certain someone during Halloween, it gives you that, I don't know, that daring, um, that space to figure out, like, oh, actually, I want to kind of take a little bit of this mm-hmm. and um, try it on for, for real in, in my real life. Yeah, Mm. I guess where it can go very wrong too is um, we've seen a lot of these hashtags such as hashtag not your costume and Mm -hmm. hashtag my culture is not your costume. So this is um, addressing the idea that uh, some for for a long time a lot of Halloween costumes were actually uh, tropes of cultural dress so for mm-hmm. example Mexican sombreros and like this based on moustache to represent yeah. Mexicans or um, even just wearing a kimono and being like a geisha or yeah. um, Native American headdress as as a costume yeah. and I think especially in the places where there's a huge power um, unevenness then this costume becomes very um, hurtful and can mm-hmm. be very problematic because you are basically yeah, reducing people to tropes and yeah. it's not like you're even using the real costumes you are like getting a cheap manufactured version mm-hmm. of that from a costume shop for two dollars and saying that you're dressing as a Native American for right. Halloween and I think sometimes you know then it becomes really sensitive because I think when people wear these costumes it's also about the behavior right Mm -hmm. so when you wear these costumes you know you're kind of making fun of it you know through the way that you're carrying yourself or through like really um bad behavior you know because it also feels like you can do whatever you want and be naughty or be um (laughs) break the rules a little bit or you know drink too much and and whatnot so I think there are two ends of the spectrum here like with the kids it's like really innocent and fun and like about candy but I think with like adult um, kind of Halloween parties it can be like oh you know lots of booze and like um, kind of yeah debauchery exactly you know of uh, like engaging in like behavior that you normally wouldn't engage in and so when you wear these costumes and you behave that way then people feel like gosh it's so insensitive or I feel a bit uncomfortable with this why do I feel uncomfortable Um, 
And I think also when you wear a costume, it's not just about wearing a costume, it's about how you act in a costume because the way we dress affects the way we move, the way we talk, yeah. the way we behave. And so um, people are then reducing, you know, like maybe wearing a, a kimono to like, oh, this is how a Japanese person would behave. And so like you said, it's reduced to tropes. And some of these tropes are, of course, really... Um, well, if I want to put it nicely, exoticized, yes. and sometimes it's just downright rude. Um, so it becomes this really, um, this minefield, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So not that innocent. And not that. <laughs> not that innocent. <laughs> I guess, um, so apart from the actual dress and the costume mm-hmm. and the idea of masquerade, mm-hmm. then there's also the idea of like horror mm-hmm. um, as a visceral effect. Mm-hmm. So when you watch horror, it has like, it, it really induces in you a fear or mm. it, it works on your fears. And so it's this um, very strong visceral emotional uh, reaction that can come of it. And so there was this uh, fantastic article by CR Fashion Book um, about how fashion has been influenced tremendously by horror. Mm-hmm. And um, even in, I, I was telling you about um, how I found that in Rebecca Arnold's book, Fashion, Desire, and Anxiety, she also points to this idea of um, that that fear and that was very present from the 70s to to 90s was very present in work of like um, Alexander McQueen, who has actually referenced a lot of horror. Mm. So the proliferation of horror and this kind of very... um, dark themes in the 90s, um, she points to like uh, undercurrent of anxiety in culture at that time. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, she, she picked up quite a few examples, like for example, in the 90s, Damien Hirst did this um, artworks where he was literally bringing, not really bringing back from the dead, but um, kind of, uh, what's the word? He was, um, Resurrecting. Yeah, resurrecting, like talking about uh, death through um, stuffed um, animals, mm. right? And and then there was, of course, uh, heroin chic and these distressed aesthetics in the 90s. So aesthetically, that, that, that decay of the 90s um, showed a lot of anxiety and and that's why it has pointed so much to horror in, in that time. So I found that really interesting. Yeah. I quite like that fashion kind of um, face these head on though. Like, you know, the, it, it wasn't yeah. just buried in like, you know, colors and yeah. happiness, but like, oh, you know, these are what we are feeling. Let's put it through in the yeah. collections. Let's pay attention to it. Let's have a conversation about it. Yeah. Um, and of course, it created these like really interesting looks, right? That are yeah. just so much more than meets the eye. I mean, you noted McQueen. And of course, McQueen was um, someone who loved to incorporate elements of horror, like you said. Yeah. So like, for example, I mean, even from his graduate collection for St. Joseph Martins, um, that was called Jack, Jack the Ripper Stocks His Victims. You know, so it's like, an entire story in one line yeah. um, and you know he he took it a step further right by placing a lock of his hair in between two layers of acrylic in each garment so there's this idea of just like the body mm-hmm. um, at its most basal kind of in its most basal units with like this really um, formed narrative and you know that idea of horror just really comes through very well and he continues with that through other collections, like the one in 1995 for Spring Summer, where he drew inspiration from Alfred Hitchcock's 1963 thriller, mm. um, The Birds. Um, and I think, 
you know, some of his works are really quite scary at first glance. Yeah. Um, but it also means that people are so much more compelled to look deeper at them because I think we have this affinity for horror, I think, as human beings. So that even as we are, I don't know, um, disgusted by, it. by yeah. it and we're afraid of it, but we also feel like, gosh, we want to know more about it. There's something so sinister and mysterious about it, you know? So I think he did really well with teetering between, you know, like, fashion and horror and like captivating his audience and um, making them talk about what he made and you know just swirling it all into this like yeah. amazing confections you know that he presented yeah 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 there was one that I, I remember very clearly watching a video of so this was um, one of his most controversial collections La Poupée or The Doll from spring summer 1997 and it was based on Hans Belmer's photography with which showed a lot of like disjointed dolls and yeah. and um, he tried to make the models walk and like in a certain way. Mm -hmm. So he worked with Sean Lien and did this um, jewelry that kind of restricted the movements of the models. And there's this very iconic image of the um, African-American um, model, uh, Deborah Shaw, who's wearing this kind of square-ish jewelry piece that mm. makes her walk in a very strange way yeah. and it's almost like shackling her so a lot of people were drawing parallels between that and the idea of shackles from slavery especially mm. because she's african-american and and it's just that visual cue but he was talking about how it wasn't about that at all so there were a lot of things that he did that the press read in a certain way and even though the intention was not there mm. And of course, Hans Belmer is a surrealist artist. So, you know, the, the idea of like the body being cut up and like put in, you know, um, really strange combinations mm -hmm. is also really compelling for this particular collection. So I think to sum up, um, horror and fashion just go hand in hand. There are so many ideas that designers have taken from horror um, to create a collections, to put up their runway shows. And I think as individuals, we also have this um, attraction to horror, which we can embrace um, during Halloween. So yeah. I'm not sure about you, but I, I feel like I've stopped dressing up <laughs> as I grew older, but I definitely enjoyed doing that, you know, when um, life was simpler and, you know, it was just about putting on a costume and having fun with my friends. <laughs> and I also think it was a time where we could really celebrate each other's creativity through the costumes that people made and put on. Um, so we hope you have a really fun Halloween coming up. Watch something spooky. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you so much thank for you. watching or listening to us. And until the next time, bye. Bye.